0: There we go. Uh, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Deviant Gentleman Podcast. My name is Shane Vitko, and today I have a very special guest co-host. Um, you may know him as Mr. Sarcasm, uh, Mr. Caffeine and Sarcasm. Yeah, yeah Mr. Caffeine and Sarcasm, uh, Mr. Logan Campbell. What's up? It's a pleasure, dude.
1: It's good to see you finally. <laughs> dude, all the way down here in Texas. This has yeah. been a crazy trip. Um, and how
0: long was your flight? It was, it was what, two and a half hours? Okay. Not too bad. And you came from
1: uh, South Bend. We flew out of South Bend. there's a there's a direct flight from South Bend, Indiana to uh, which is where Notre Dame is. Everybody knows, you know, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I actually um, didn't know that, but now yeah, I do. That's well, that's what I'm saying. Everybody knows Notre Dame, so there not like, that Michigan. Know. I always
0: thought Notre no, Dame. No, it's south there. of Michigan,
1: huh. just like twenty minutes south. Well, but everybody everybody's always like, Oh, you know, the fighting Irish Rudy, you know. And, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. but that's yeah, there's a direct Rudy. flight from South Bend Airport, which is a tiny regional airport, all the way to Dallas.
0: So, um, so a little backstory. So we kind of, uh, we met through social media, through Deviant Gentlemen, and then started talking and <clears throat> ultimately it was like, you know, I was, I, I watched a lot of your shit and I was watching, you know, things you were posting and stuff and I was like, Hey, it'd be cool if, uh, you know, we could get you on the podcast and, um, uh, and here we are. And, yeah. you know, this has been how many months ago that we talked about this? I mean, what, it, two or three somewhere yeah. on there. So. Not awful, but yeah, um, yeah and you, you made the trip, and, and here you are. So, um, uh, a quick rundown. So, you are a law enforcement officer. I am. For how long?
1: This is going, including the time that I spent working in the jail. This is going on twelve years. Okay.
0: Does that now? Does that count? So, if you work in corrections, yeah. are you can cons- because, like in Mass, it's considered sheriff. Like the sheriffs are uh, right. Yeah, run and that's, the jail. That was the same thing. But then if you switch over to be law enforcement, that doesn't uh, run concurrent, I guess, like it's not.
1: No, it was uh, I, I'd worked and I'll, I'll say where I used to work is Boone County. I, I worked in the jail there and then I worked on the street. So I got promoted to a deputy, which is a completely different job. So inside the jail was was one job and I started part time when I was in college. So I would go home on the weekends and work in the jail and, right. you know, go back to school. Um, and then I got full time in the jail. And then uh, two and a half years into that, I got, I applied to be a, a road deputy, which is a, a police officer essentially, but
0: transport, right?
1: No, it's oh, it's oh. In, in Indiana. We do. I know there's a lot of different uh, states do different things, but in Indiana, the sheriff's department covers everything that a police department does, okay. including the jail and the courts as well. So, you know, there was that, there was that side of it. Um, but we have correctional officers for the jail and then we had road deputies for, you know, responding to emergency calls, that sort of thing.
0: Um, but so then when you started as actual, uh, like working for a department that was starting from square one, like that other time doesn't accrue towards your retirement or anything like that. Right. Okay.
1: Um, and, uh, so I'm in a different department now. Right. Right. Um, married. I am. How long? Be 10 years in December.
0: Damn. I know.
1: It's crazy. And you get a couple feels of, like a lot longer. <laughs> and you get some
0: sproglets at home too. Yeah. Two of okay. them. Yeah.
1: How old? Uh five and seven. Five and seven. Yeah.
0: Boys, girls? Both. You got one boy, one yeah. girl? Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's that's the American dream, is what we're all uh what we're all yeah. shooting for. We
1: we had talked about three and then after two, it was <laughs> like, no, <laughs> no more. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um and uh so uh, tell me about um, how you, what made you decide to do um, Caffeine and Sarcasm? A, you, how did you come up with the name? Was that the first thing you came up with? And then what did you want to get across with your platform?
1: So initially, my, my wife works for uh, a fashion blogger, we'll say. Um, she, she works for an influencer. Um, and, and I'll shout them out. I don't care. It's, it's called living in yellow. It's a great great company. Yeah. Cha-ching. Free shout out. (laughs) Um, and when she had initially, we had moved up to the area that we live in now. Um, and I had gotten this, this new job at this new department and, you know, we'd worked off of just a cop salary for years, you know, live within your means. You can do it. It's just tough. And she had followed this gal for years and she was like, Hey, she's hiring and she's in this area. I'm going to apply for it. I'm like, That's a fucking unicorn job, you know, just because there's a name for it doesn't mean it exists. And well, sure enough, she gets hired. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. And she brings home a laptop. And so I'm like, what is this all about? Like, you know, how does this work? So I watched them do what they did. You know, it's, you know, it's fashion related stuff, but I was watching it and I was like, I could do that. And I just took my, I used to be, um Officer Campbell 182. That was my original handle. And what was
0: the one eighty two?
1: That's my unit number. Okay. Um, so I that that was my initial thought. I was like, I was like, man, I'll do this and it'll be, you know, fit fitness related. And you know, my my initial goal was to get cops and in anybody really off and the that
0: couch. Was the initial thing just Instagram?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you start and with I'm, I'm mostly just on Instagram. I mean, that's because okay. it's that's where I have the most activity. Right. Um, But I'd started it, you know, just, just to motivate guys, get, get off the couch and do 10 pushups, do something, you know? And I I sort of started seeing other guys and, and, you know, you look at the, the, the bigger platforms of cops that are Instagram guys. And it's like, there's 9 million of them, you know, I'm like, how am I going to fit into this? And so then I just started doing whatever I wanted to do. You know, I'd talk about cop stuff or fitness or food or or whatever, you know, it was just, I kind of treat it like a diary. And for those that follow me know that it's, you know, I do my day to day on there. Like, you know, I've been complaining the, the past week that I got a damn pimple in the middle of my forehead. It looked like I got shot. It's like, well, you know, it is what it is, you know, and I just sort of treat it like that. And recently, I think it was in two or three months ago, actually, I had just, I, the thought came to my mind. I was like, I really kind of want to get away from the whole Instagram cop because, a lot of it is is sort of frowned upon, you know. I mean, you get the guys that are definitely out clout chasing. You know, look at my badge. Look at the, you know, they're out there flexing and doing all this stuff. And it's like, I get it. Like, you know, you're you're trying to to motivate some guys and 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 do everything. But I, I'm not out there for. I'm not throwing up thirsty picks. You know, I'm not. I, I don't do anything shirtless because I respect my wife. You know, right. and that was one of her things. She was like, "Don't do that." And I'm like, "All right, mm-hmm. cool, done." You know, I don't need that attention. So. I I sort of drew away from that. And then I was like, why don't I just take away the name altogether and change it to something else? And I had already come up with this shirt with a company that I work with, Barbells and Badges, and it says it's Caffeine and Sarcasm. And that's the two things that cops run on, you know, because, you know, we had kind of spitballed with it. And I was like, well, I'm going to make a podcast. And I didn't want to call it the Campbell commentary or whatever because nobody fucking wants to hear that, you know. And I was like, what is something that would, you know, Somebody would listen to, and I was like, well, "Caffeine and sarcasm sounds kind of cool." And then I just came up with it, and I tried to do as my Instagram handle, just "Caffeine and Sarcasm." But somebody already fucking has it. And I sent him a message. I was like, "Hey, I would really like to have this," and and I never got a response. And it, from what it looks like, she was anti cop anyway. So I was like, God, "Screw <laughs> it!" And so I just put a Mister in front of it and called it good. You know, so now it's Mister Caffeine and Sarcasm.
0: Right. And so, and you said you've been doing that for about three years. Yeah, it was three years in May. Okay. And so what's the direction? Do you take the podcast the same thing as like Instagram? Like, what, do you, what are you trying to accomplish on the platform for the podcast? You know, to me, it's
1: initially I had started it like, it's you know, I, I sort of took it from the view of my Instagram that you're, there's 9 million fit cop Instagrams. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a whole shit ton of cop podcasts too. And I was like, I don't want to do just that because guys that when I'm at work and I'm listening to a podcast, I don't want to listen to a podcast about work. I want to listen to something else, you know, so I'll throw on Joe Rogan or, or whatever, you know, cuz it's about anything. And I was or, like, oh, deviant gentleman. Yeah, or TV and gentleman, absolutely, absolutely. Um so I'll just I talk about anything. You know, I have had Mark Loebliner from uh tigerfitness.com, MTS Nutrition. He's a um a professional bodybuilder. I've had him on there. I've had Cass White. I've had uh a friend of mine Steve Tarani's his name. He's trained any alphabet agency you can think of, FBI, CIA, any I mean he he does that stuff. I've had so many different people on there and just talking about anything. Like, you know, I've had cops on there. I've had all kinds of stuff. So it's it's literally just, I, hey, what do you want to talk about today? Let's talk about that, you know? So it's, it's just sort of like a diary for me, and I, I guess it's entertainment for people. I don't know. I, I don't really honestly know where I want to go with it. Yeah, it's dude, just fun.
0: I think the same thing. And, like, you know, early on when I started this out in L.A. and, like, I had asked, you know, some famous people, about podcasts and like what are the three things I need to know and blah that your advice and whatever and, and, and a lot of it I took and I and I and I you know it, it helped immensely. But you know, a lot of times it's like, you know, you, you gotta stay in this lane. Like either interview people all the time or don't. Either right. make it just you and Tommy or don't. And I'm like, well, also fuck off. You know? Right. Like <laughs> yeah. because honestly, like dude, I've been doing this for a little over a year now and I realized the the realities of like that this This is what this podcast has done for me. People think that, like, especially people back in Boston are on the impression that, like, fucking this podcast, it pays my fucking bills. Right. And it does not, dude. This has cost me more than anything else. Yeah, I get that. But what I've been paid in, to me, that's worth it is relationships, connections, uh, networking, opportunities, and, like, so fuck it. You know what I mean? It's like... That's when it's just going to come down to what is your monetary value or what is your your goal in all this? Right. And for me, it's, and I'm sure it's the same for you. How many people that I get that message me that are like, I just had some kid in England that was like, of all the motivational things I listen to and watch blah, 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 your story resonates with me the most. And I'm thinking like. You won, yeah, but but I'm thinking like, what? Are, who are you watching? Because I watch some of these guys, and I, you know, I'm watching David Goggins, some of these guys, and I'm like, fuck, man, these dudes just lay it nah. down, you know, but that's what keeps me going the days that i go like this is fucking stupid why do i even bother why did i paint this room why do i even it's a fucking youtube sucks why do i keep doing this you know and then she reminds me and she's like because the fucking people that message you and tell you you know thank you so much for speaking the truth and helping them out from addicts to whoever it is you know and that for me is enough you know um But one thing, uh, something that I want to talk about that I actually, that I put on here was, it was like you said about the the cops uh, that do the TikTok, right? Because, uh, or anything um, social media wise, because I, uh, well, there's a few things. First of all, there's the ones that are like, dancing around and shit in their uniform and like doing fake shit with the, with the cruises with their pot. And it's like, and they claim they're doing it off duty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, every comment is just like, dude, don't you have a fucking job to do? And it's like, (laughs) well, this was my 10 minute lunch break. And it's like, bro, I know Instagram, it takes 10 minutes just to edit that motherfucker. Stop lying. But, um, and it's like, you know, I mean, but like, I do follow a lot of canine cops and a lot of stuff they're doing and shit. And it's like, you know, that stuff to me is, is I like it now. I also think about, um, I can't think of his name offhand, but he's got a, tons of following. He did the LeBron thing, and I think he got fired, mm, yeah. and then maybe either got rehired, or I don't know what he's doing now, but he made a pretty controversial thing. So one thing that I'm curious to know about is when a lot of offices will put uh, uh, my my views on my own and not a reflection of my department. It's like, hey, I got news for you. You can't say the n word on your Instagram, and it doesn't affect your fucking yeah. department. So, like, I'm very confused by that a lot. When it's like my views on my own, I'm like, well, yeah, but also no.
1: Yeah, you know, it's a. I don't think anybody can say that honestly. I don't think anybody should. But yeah, you know, I I actually am supposed to schedule something with that particular officer. I don't remember his name. I reached um, out to him; he didn't even answer. <clears> yeah, motherfucker. Um, he's supposed to come on my show. Just, and I hit him up like right after it happened because, you know, somebody I know knows him, you know, one of those networking type kind of things. And I was like, dude, I got to get him on the show. Like I would love to have, and then I just, I haven't had time. But, you know, I think one of the biggest things that people need to focus on, especially cops that are wanting to do this stuff, is make sure it's okay with your department. I've been cleared by mine like we we sign something when we when we get hired I will not post anything in uniform on social media blah 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 well when I started mine I asked my my chief he was my patrol division chief at the time hey I I want to do this is this okay and they were like as long as it stays positive we're good with it and yeah like, cuz
0: I was going to say I see a lot of cops too will will you know uh blur out that yeah. shit and everything and I mean yours is pretty yeah I know. still do
1: that yeah and it's just and I've I've kind of phased mine out my uniform just just sort of like I said, to pull away from that whole "look, I'm a cop" kind of thing, because I, you know, I want to focus on
0: on what I'm doing. But I mean, I also think too. At the end of the day, it's like this. You know, you're not a fucking sales rep at AT and T. Like you, yeah. you, have a fucking serious job, and not yeah. everybody's on your team. And no. the last thing you fucking <laughs> even need, less than it used to be, right? And the last thing you need is is more. You know, I I make sure to. Uh, give a general idea of where I live and I will never do anything with my house number or my street right. or anything. I mean, that's just fucking common sense. You yeah. know what I mean? Because people are not fucking wired. Right. Right. You know? Um.
1: So uh, I got a damn marked car in my driveway though. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, that that's what, what always makes me laugh, especially the older guys at the departments is they always, I caught a lot of shit when I started doing my stuff. You know, from from guys my age to older guys to whatever. Oh, you you're doing famous stuff or whatever, and it's like, it's like, look, I, I I'm not doing it to hurt you. I'm not doing anything to you. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm trying to do something for me and, and do something for everybody else. You know, motivate them. Get get them. You know, maybe you should listen to one of my messages. You know, and and you wouldn't you know be the way you are. But you know, we're public servants at the end of the day. Especially if we have take home vehicles, your vehicle has a unit number on it. You know, it's, it, they typically have a car number, uh, your name and badge number is public information. It's not like people don't know that you're a cop, especially if you have a take home car, they, you know, they fucking know where you live. Everybody that lives in your area knows where you live. So, I mean, you know, everybody who wants to be all secret squirrel about shit, it's like, don't be a cop then, or do something that's actually secret squirrel
0: What's, what is, uh, where you are right now, what's the number one thing? I mean, everywhere is going to have gangs, drugs, the whole shit, but what's, what is the number one thing that you're dealing with daily, nightly, shiftly, whatever the, what are the most calls? Meth. Meth.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, especially the area that, that I work, um, there's a lot of factories. So the older guys that work in the factories have to keep up with the younger guys and they'll use, they'll start using speed. Um, and it's like, when I was in central Indiana, we saw a lot of the homemade stuff. You know, it was, it was kind of dirty. It wasn't, wasn't like crystal clear. And I get up North and it's like fucking breaking bad shit. Right. I mean, it's, I was like, Holy cow. And it's you know, it's coming from South of the border and, you know, and you know, you talk to the, the guys on the, the drug units and everything—they're like hundred percent. Yeah, it's coming from south border. Nobody makes it anymore. You know, it's and the funny thing is, is we have we have such a an odd uh spectrum of people that we deal with because we have Amish, and I'm talking like horse and buggy right. Amish folks and Hispanic drug gangs.
0: But do the Amish like, want you to kind of stay the fuck away from them and like let us police our own people kind they, of thing? They come into town because I just think of the show Banshee yeah with the amish like with uh procta
1: no it's uh they uh they do kind of keep to themselves but they do come into town and you know they'll go to walmart or aldi or whatever and you know they'll just be riding down the the street with their whole family in the back of this thing and and it's it's interesting you know some of them have have their things all lit up with all different colors and And i mean you
0: can't get calls from them because they don't have phones right they go to a phone bank.
1: That's it's true. like it's like a local phone for like the twelve families that are in the area,
0: and and do you have you seen drug abuse within that community or no? You know,
1: you get the ones that are on Rumspringa, the you know the, the young kids when they are deciding if they're
0: gonna, oh, they're gonna stay,
1: <clears throat> yeah, right. and they call it uh, they're uh, jerked over, they're jerked over the fence if they stay on the you know the English side of, of life, and uh, I have noticed that uh, the the kids that are jerked over like their weed. Um, of course you know, marijuana is still illegal in indiana um even it's though actually illegal here too michigan ohio, uh, illinois ohio and i think kentucky is legal now so we're like we're literally the in the middle right. but you know i always tell them like move to fucking michigan like it's right there you know we're 20 minutes from it but yeah so me
0: uh and here's here's what what really drew me to this first of all since I got sober, since I started the podcast, since my perspective on life has changed, and and I guess I've fucking grown up. Uh, we all have to at some point. But, it, you know, and it just took me a long time. It took me to 38. But, you know, my whole life was like, it was two sides. It was, you know, cops and robbers, right? And, like, for me and my friends and everyone I knew was like, fuck the police. Mm-hmm. Y- you're trying to prevent me from having fun. Doing what the fuck I want to do. It's not fair. You know, you guys pick on us and all this shit. Right. Then even when I went to prison, fucking COs and blah, 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 and all this shit. But what I can say is that even throughout all that, my whole life, right, is that I always, even in the town I grew up with, had this one guy, uh, that no matter with you know, just with within the round uh Obviously with, with exception to like, uh, great bodily harm or something that's a major crime. But other than that, it was make sure I got home, you know, if I had shit, dump it out, you know, uh, to the lines of like, you got two choices, either I'm going to take you in or dump it on the floor, you know, right. both suck, but it's your choice, you know? Yeah. So obviously I'd rather dump it out. And then even in, when I was in prison, uh, there was a lot of CEOs that I disliked and I thought, worked way too fucking hard. But then there was ones that we used to say just did eight and hit the gate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they they weren't it's not like they were bringing drugs in. It's not like they would let you get away with shit, but they didn't go out of their way to break your fucking balls, right? So uh back to my point is that for the longest time, I would have never imagined that, you know, I'd have friends that were cops, people that I uh respected and, and had friendships with and now You know, I have more law enforcement officers following us uh, have sent me these, you know, their unit patches and coins that I talked to that, you know, I just had Matt out here staying with me for a few days. The second time he's been here, he's a close friend of mine. You and I have got close and, you know, and it's, it just, it blows my mind. But I think what it helps, especially again, what do we use these platforms for? And for me, it's that I know I still have a lot of friends that struggle with addiction. I know I still have friends that are in and out of prison. And I also have friends that are police officers. And my goal is, especially with such a fucking torn nation right now, between who's liberal and who's conservative and who's a cop and who thinks to fund them and who does drugs yeah. and who doesn't. So for me, this is a place to show that like, dude, shit is possible, right? Like you can change. And if anything, it's like it, it helps me get a better understanding of how offices are or how, you know, the, the logic and, and what you're trying to do. And then on the flip side of that is to, like, know that not everybody that does drugs is a piece of shit and just going to waste away and do nothing because you can turn it around. You just have to do the work. Right. So I am curious to know if, because my impression of you is that I don't feel like you go out and, and uh, try to break ball. So I'm, I guess my question is when you... Uh, how do you determine when you meet when you get to a call or something and there's drugs or something involved with? How do I offer this person treatment as opposed to just fucking you know tag them and bag them?
1: You know, it's if you were to ask anybody that I've ever worked with, um, especially recently, they would not tell you that I'm I'm a hard charger because I'm not. I I'll, I'll tell you that from the get go, I'm not. Um, I've I've never been one to to go out and look for you know, the the biggest drug dealer and do all this. It's like I just I just liked the job. And my, my dad was a cop for thirty two years. I've literally been around it my entire life. So it's to me, it was it was it was a job. It was you know, it, it and I hate when people say this shit when they say, Oh, uh, you know, it's it's not what we do, it's who we are. I that's a fucking lie. It's it's a job. Right. It, it, you know, and I can't stand I'll fight you on that. <laughs> <laughs> but to me it's like there are people out there, especially when I was working in the jail and then working outside of the jail, there are definitely people out there that aren't just, like you said, aren't just pieces of shit. You know, there are definitely pieces of shit that I've, I've encountered. And it's like, it's like, look, I just took you two weeks ago and you're out again already, you know? And it's, you know, because they're indigent and the, the judge lets them out or, you know, the prosecutor see you know, it's, we can get into that, but, you know there are definitely different ways to look at it, but you treat everybody the same. You have to, and and that that comes from a human aspect. You know, every time you make it, every time I make a traffic stop, I used to I used to do this. I don't anymore. Um, I used to ask every single person, no matter if it was Granny Smith or Requees, I would ask, "Are there any guns or drugs in this vehicle?" Every single traffic stop. So then when I'm in court and this defense attorney says, Well, you only asked him if there were drugs in this vehicle because he's black or because he's Mexican. No, fuck you. Look at every single body camera footage of every single traffic stop I've ever made. And is that why you stopped? No. I stopped because I, I had talked to somebody who was who was really into doing drugs and he was like he was like, Hey, you know, that kind of puts people less at ease. You know, like if, you, if you're trying to get in that car, right. you know, right. you don't want to do it. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense, you know, yeah. but but that was my whole mindset was like, I, I literally treat every single person the same and everybody always gets freaked out on traffic stops. You know who else gets freaked out on traffic stops? Fucking cops. Yeah. Because it's, we are at the ultimate disadvantage, mm-hmm. you know? So everybody's like, why does he have his hand on his gun? And why is it? And it's like, because anybody can turn around and shoot you. You know, how, how was Timothy McVeigh found? You remember Timothy McVeigh, oh, right? right? Oklahoma City bomber, mm-hmm. traffic stop. Ted Bundy, twice, traffic stop. I mean, it's like we don't know who we're walking up on. So, yeah, because you're, you know, you might be pissed off because I stopped you for having a license plate light out or a taillight or whatever. And you might think it's petty. It is petty. But you know what? Criminals got to get A to B somehow. Right. And that's how you find them. So, to me, treating people like a human being, treating them the same from the beginning. Oh
0: my God, she hit. Camera when she walks by, things <laughs> pointing at the fucking ground.
1: <laughs> from from <sighs> you know, from the get go, it's you, you have to treat everyone the same, and and you have to you have to give respect to to receive it. No, you're fine. Um, but in the long run, if people start treating you like shit, then it gets a little frustrating because I can only say sir so many times, and you know, still feel like you're you're even going to be listening right so you know to me i I treat everybody the same and even when i'm being even when my life is being threatened by people you know i'll fucking kill you and it's like sir please stop you know it's or you know especially when they're in handcuffs and they're jawing at you behind and it's like like i don't know how i'm not going to sit there and call you a piece of shit I, i mean i i've never done that on 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 duty it's just not something that you do because you're not only representing yourself, you're representing the department that you work for, and you're representing law enforcement as a whole. You know, mm-hmm. I I started without body cams, and now I'm to the point where I, dude, I fucking love these things because you know I oh I got a complaint and it's like watch my watch my body yeah. cam, there's nothing yeah. there, and then nobody ever wants to come in and watch the camera because they, they don't want to be proved wrong. It's like you, everybody wants to point fingers until there's something that's going to prove them wrong. It's frustrating.
0: I mean, I you know. Dude, I, I haven't committed crime or done anything fucking crazy in, in, in years now. And even still, when I see a cop and everything, I'm like fucking 10 and 2 and trying to be like, yeah. oh shit, oh shit. And it's like, you know, I think, I don't think that ever goes away for, I don't even, an old lady, I don't even think. Dude, I do that. Uh, yeah. I, I do um, but really what I've just come to realize is just like, I'm just keeping it calm, cool and collective. And like, if I get pulled and same thing, it's like I speed. And if, you know, people are like I speed and like, well, then fucking, if I get pulled over, I'm willing to pay the price, you know, mm-hmm. like, what can I say? And if a cop pulls me over he's like, any idea how fast you're going? Yeah. About fucking 70, you know, what the speed limit. Is? <laughs> yeah, I think like 45, you know, well, why are you going so fast? I, I have no fucking real excuse. Just, I'm just trying to go, yeah. you know? And, uh, you know, because if there's one thing like that I've learned in sobriety and shit, it's that honesty is the best policy. Doesn't mean it's always going to be the nicest fucking most comfortable outcome, but it's by far better than me trying to come up with a story. Oh, well, what had happened was so my foot got stuck and then I fucking sneezed and my Mm -hmm. foot went down. It's like, come on, man. Cops are fucking got bullshit detect. I'll never forget when I was a kid and uh, I was I was in a car and I had I was smoking a joint or some shit. And this was like fucking ninety five, ninety six or something. And there was a cop standing on the side of the road in Boston. And uh, I didn't see him and something. And I forget what he said. And he was like, uh, what's going on? I'm like, oh, nothing. And they, and it was this black guy. And he's like, hey, motherfucker, don't bullshit a bullshitter. And I was, I remember how like horrified I was. And I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> it took me like a minute to think in my head. And I'm like, don't bullshit. I'm like, oh, fuck. So, oh, he gets it. And I was like, I'll never forget that time. It scared get the shit out of me.
1: Dude, It's it, we get lied to for work. Right. I mean, like, right. you know, when people, people try and feed you shit and it's like, like you th- you act like I haven't heard this. I might look young, but I've done this a lot longer how, than it how looks. How old are you? I'll be 33
0: in August. 33. That's why you're lifting all that fucking heavy weight and doing all that shit. Too. Yeah. Jesus it's Christ. fun, man. Yeah, it is. But you know, here I am at forty one now and I'm like, you know, I'm doing jujitsu doing all this shit. My shoulders fucked up. I already had shoulder surgery over here, my back's thrown out. I'm I'm doing this competition coming up and I'm like Oh yeah. I've just convinced myself that I'm gonna be doing this competition at about eighty five percent and just that's nah, just the fine. way it goes. Yeah, fuck it. You you'll be fine. we'll we'll figure that out another time. Um so uh do you still have the same passion? right now to be a cop as you did in the beginning given the circumstance around everything that's happened with defund the police and-
1: it's funny that you you asked me that um i haven't said anything on my platform and i honestly wanted to do it here um i just put in my two weeks uh after all these years of doing this um and i'm i'm done with law enforcement I'm, because of no okay and that's one thing i want to get wanted to get straight um, I did want to drop that bomb on you, by the Boom. way. <laughs> um, see, was, now would be
0: the time on the road. Caster, yeah, man. Yeah. Fucking, like uh, Brad, bomb. like Brad Leo when he hits the <laughs> fucking bomb
1: thing. Yeah. I, uh, you know, this is something that I've struggled with for two years, probably. You know, it's just, it's one of those things where I I've, like I like I said before, my dad was a cop for forever. And I have been, I've literally known no life outside of law enforcement you know i mean i've worked other jobs served tables and all that shit but like any any life outside of it i don't know what it's like and and i want to find out you know i'm still young like yeah that's something that that i want to learn about and and experience and you know my kids are old enough to where they're like you know why aren't you home in the evenings and you know i, I i've missed so many baseball games this year already and it's their first year doing it and i'm like i'm like this sucks you know and that's part of the job. It's one of those things. It's you know, you get the the guys that post the you know, happy father's day to all the dads eating from this table today and it's a picture of their fucking computer in their car and it's yeah. like that's a fucking victim mentality. Mm-hmm. Don't do that shit. But it it does get old. I mean, but you signed up for it and I just don't want to sign up for it anymore. And uh, some of it is probably because of the national feeling of it, but it's just it's not the same anymore. Yeah, and and it, I fought back tears because I loved this job. I mean, I, I I saw my dad do it and and saw all the people that he worked with and and I, I loved it. I worked at the same department that he did, you know. And it's just it was one of those things that that I got sucked into it and and there's so I still have passion for it. I still love it and I, I still love everybody that does it. It's just it's time and and this is a job where you have to be 100%. You can't be anything less right. than 100% and I'm not anymore. You know, specifically the department that I work at now, they want producers. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. That's not my that's my, not my style of policing. You know, I want to go out and 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 talk to the people and you know, I'll take my calls and do all that stuff, but it's just Right now ain't the time to be setting quotas, <laughs> you know. Not right. not that not that that's happening, but you know now's not that time, you know. And it's so just so then
0: so now then what do you have? What's the plan yeah. for
1: next? Um, I accepted a sales job, a sales position in the private sector, um, yeah. which I'm I'm nervous about. I mean,
0: it's what about like private security? Would you ever do that? I, I looked into that, wanna be, and it just want to just be done with. You know, I just kind of want to be done right now. But do you have any? fear of like um i know like for me separating from the military a lot of guys separating from you know especially you know my friends that are team guys and stuff like that and have done this certain thing for so long and then of course go to law enforcement because now you get kind of fed that chaos a little bit you get Mm -hmm. that kind of brotherhood thing and then when that's gone
1: now what you know it's it's interesting that you say that because i've i've talked to guys that have been in the military and and you know, in, in the teams. And they're like, I couldn't be a cop because it's 365 days of deployment. Right. Right. You know, and it's, right. you know, Jocko put that into perspective for me. Um, and it was when he said that I was like, that's kind of right. I mean, I, I don't know what it's like to be deployed. I was never in the military, but you know, after almost 12 years of me doing this, I'm like, I- I'm kind
0: of done. You know, like, I, I want to relax. I want to take a breath. and Well, it's that instant spike of oh, stress geez. to come back to. And I mean, that's like you're deploying every day because it's like hit the job, mm-hmm. stress, then come home, shut that off, and, oh, hi, honey, hi, kids. Yeah, yeah. let's play fucking matchbox, guys. You know what I mean? And not yeah. remember the fucking house that I walked into where kids were getting raped or some shit. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that's a tough thing to keep going back and forth. So, uh, But, you know, I think that's commendable, too, because it's like, I think a lot of times we hold on or stay in something for too long because we think we're supposed Mm -hmm. to, we have to, uh, I have to make my dad proud still. Um, it's all I know. Yeah. Uh, and then the, what ifs, what if I fail? What if I'm not good at what I do next or, you know, all this shit. So, um, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty huge, but.
1: Yeah. You know, and like I said, I, I kind of dropped that on you, but it's like. I want people to know, I, you know, especially cops, that there is this mindset in law enforcement now that it's like if you don't do 20, you're a piece of shit. If you're quitting now, then you're just a pussy. And it's like it's like no, I'm I just I just don't want to do this anymore. Like I have this opportunity and I'm going to take it. I want to jump on it because I have so much more life ahead of me. Why would I want to be miserable for the next cuz when I when I got at the department that I'm at, I had to start over retirement-wise. I got 15 years till I can retire. Who's going to hire a 48-year-old that's waiting to pull his pension? Right. Nobody. You know? And I'm just why would I be miserable? Why would I not do a job that you have to be 100% in? You know, why why would I want to do that? And you know, so it was like I saw this opportunity and I'm going to jump on it, you know? I'm I've I've had fun. I've I've loved what I've done and I love the guys that I work with, the guys and gals, but it's it's time and and i'm willing to admit that and it's it's okay to do that you know, i started therapy uh 2 months ago going to a therapist just you know it's and it i've never been involved in a shooting thank god uh, you know but i've done seen some shit you right. know that, that that'll be there forever and you know, i almost i almost died in 2016 i was almost run over and it's just like a lot of stuff builds up and builds up and builds up and i i've heard it put like you know, you, you can only fill up a bucket so much, and without somebody taking out from that bucket, mm-hmm. it just yeah. keeps pouring over. And and I got to a point about two months ago where it was pouring over, and I was I was struggling. Yeah. If my wife says something, then yeah. then I'm like, oh, I need Dude, to- that's <laughs> that's why
0: I that's why when I found breathwork when I went to L A. and then finally got into that, and for me that was that. You know, like a pressure cooker Every time it's just getting more and more It's like, you know, for the normal person You know, the normal drinker, if you will Someone that can, you know, have a glass of wine with dinner Or drink a beer and, and when it's half empty uh, uh, You know, it's not all the way gone And leave it on the counter and go shucks Like that never fucking resonated in my head So for that person that works a 9 to 5 Monday through Friday And Friday hits and they have a uh, two glasses of wine And mm-hmm. tss- that little pressure release. But if that's not my option, what the fuck do I get to do? Because I got all this shit plus my crazy brain and plus my trauma and plus the traffic today and plus the fucking humidity and plus my dogs won't listen and plus my girl and plus blah, blah, blah. And and eventually, I can't afford for that to get over. Never mind blowing over. I don't even want this much fucking space at the time. Right. Because... That next thing is going to fucking skyrocket it through, and I'm going to be back in prison. Everything I worked hard for is fucking gone because I just will lose my shit. So for me, I found breathwork, and I found, you know, and that's, I recommend to anybody. If breathwork's not your thing, fine. If therapy's not your thing, church. I mean, you got to find something, and it's, it's to me, it's more than going to the gym. Going to the gym is great, and it's it's just, for me, it's not enough. I needed to do more so that, I could, you know, I used to tell people like I did breath work once a week to keep society safe, you know, like that's, that's what's keeping you safe is like, because then the pressure drops a little bit and I'm able to deal with your bullshit on a weekly basis yeah. and then, and I make, I keep making room for bullshit. You know? so, so I can go to the grocery store Yeah, exactly. and not fucking <laughs> exactly. kill somebody. Um, but uh, prior to you dropping this bomb, uh, I still do have fucking uh, police related Yeah, questions. let's, let's do it. And I just want to say real quickly that I do apologize to, uh, my buddy, Matt at the operational athlete, my buddy, Will, uh, boy, Will Jones and Travis, the owner of alpha Lee performance. Uh, we did a podcast last week and, uh, for the first time in my, uh, history of podcasting, I fucked up the video and erased it. I fucked up the audio and it just doesn't exist anymore, but. One thing that we did talk to about that I was talking to Matt about is because I think it is a huge issue with offices with drinking because Oh yeah. That's that's how the fuck are you supposed to deal with this shit, dude? How are you supposed to deal with deploying every day? How are you supposed to deal with turning it on, turning it off, seeing some shit and doing all this stuff? And I you know, I, I honestly have worked closely with a few uh offices that have reached out to me and been like hey man i think i have a fucking drinking problem and it's again another thing to me that i go like uh, uh, it's so crazy that i can be available to help somebody in that line of work where once upon a time i would have been like fuck you dude we got nothing in common you know and i'm able to see past that now and so my question is it's it's a shame that uh not that i think smoking weed should be a thing but it's a shame that like uh a CBD with this Delta 8 thing or the microdosing mushrooms or the, you know, these other things. You natural- ever tried DMT? Yeah, I haven't, <laughs> but like I have a buddy who's a ranger... And uh, he just went and did whatever that toad serum shit is in Mexico. Yeah. And it fucking changed his life. And he's tried this. He's tried that. I mean, I've watched this kid struggle with PTSD and wanting to blow his fucking brains out legitimately to where he's like, dude, I I just got rid of all my firing pins, you know? And, like, I watch him struggling. And it was one of those things where I wish I had an answer for him. And I Mm -hmm. wish I, I could take it away from him. And I couldn't. And I kept telling him, like, this is your path, man. Like, you have to figure it out. It could, maybe it's smoking weed. Maybe it's there. I don't know. You have to keep trying and hopefully you don't blow your fucking brains out. Like for me getting sober, it was like I had to keep trying different things. And like I shot heroin for fucking, you know, since from 23 to 38, you know? So it's like I just had to keep trying and all I had to do was not die. As yeah. long as I didn't die, I had another fucking shot. So fortunately I didn't die until I finally found what worked for me. Um, and you know, he went and did that thing. and man, I can just I can just see it in him of mm-hmm. how transformative it is. Um, but, um, uh, I mean, you know, I think that's something that and it's like I think we talked about with Matt and stuff is that it's just it's just something that will continuously get shot down. And it's it's a fucking shame that it's like his booze that's legal and you can completely fuck your wife life up and fuck your wife up and, you know, get, you know, drunk drive and hit somebody. I mean, yeah. God know I mean, the, the, the possibilities are endless as opposed to being able to do something that's natural. That uh, could maybe fucking save some lives or, or change the mentality of people. I read a thing one time about breath work with cops in Canada, and the department did breath work every morning before they went into went on, went onto the battlefield or whatever, and shootings were down, and wow. you know all kinds of things were down because the officers were able to have more of a level head and be more released and not so stressed out
1: when know? they when they take the. Deep, big, deep breath in and then let it out. They go, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was
0: corny. A tough crap um, this thing on. Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, you know, I, I think it's, I, I do know that alcohol is huge in law enforcement. And luckily for me, my addiction has been fitness. Um, I may not be the fittest guy. I might not look, you know, I'm not fucking what's his nuts from alpha nutrition, whatever. I don't I remember the guy you had on recently. The guy that owns the the supplement.
0: Oh, Travis. Travis. Yeah. yeah.
1: I might not you know look like him, but I mean you know fitness has always been a passion of mine. Yeah. And luckily that's that's my addiction because I don't like to go out and drink because then the next day I can't work out. You know my recovery is so that yeah. shit I gotta miss the gym. You know. So to me, the Iron Asylum has always helped. Um, but as far as like CBD, I use CBD. Um, I used a, a company called CBD ops. It's fantastic. Yeah. I was really
0: skeptical of it me too. And you know, they, they hit me up and they were like, Hey, we'll send you a bottle. Actually. Yeah. I seen you post, uh, I think the black box, yeah. right? Because I, uh, I just had same, him on my show. Yeah. You know, I was the same way, man, where I was like, especially I'm sober and I'm like, I don't really want to do this. And like, I don't know if it's okay and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But I did research and I looked into it and like, I was experiencing a lot of pain and, I have to, you know, I take an ibuprofen 800 and, you know, uh, all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And the first time I did it, man, I was so horrified. I'm like, I'm just waiting for it to hit Mm -hmm. and I'm going to start tripping balls and be completely paranoid. But it was nothing like that. It was literally no effects other than like, I I started taking it when I broke my toe in jujitsu and it took the throbbing away. That's it. All it did was just not have a pulse in my toe anymore. I still had you know it was still uncomfortable and hurt a lot but it it was enough that it subdued the what I was experiencing that kept me from sleeping and then on top of that it's it's made my sleep uh completely mm-hmm. different where I still have like I still sweat like a fucking hyena for whatever reason <laughs> it, it, who knows but my my sleep isn't as thrashy. It isn't as sporadic. Yeah. Waking up for no reason, or you know, just fucking crying, or who who knows what. But um, I've I've become a, a big a big supporter of that myself. And I just I just don't know enough about all the the microdosing and all that other stuff. And for me personally, like I'm already at a place where uh, I've dealt with a lot of stuff, and I'm I'm cool. And I'm, it's not the, the risk outweighs the reward. Like I'm not willing to go do ayahuasca or go lick this frog's (laughs) asshole and get high for eight minutes and trip my sack off. And, you know, and they're like, Oh, but people have never thought about heroin again. and never thought about cigarettes. I'm like, that's cool. But also I feel like I'm the one that's the one that's going to go there and do it and be like, dude. I need to get all the. To- I'm gonna start the fucking toad farm and just lick these. I'm gonna carry one around in my pocket and just be licking its asshole all day long. Yeah. To get fucked up because that's my mentality, yeah. man. Like I know me, mm-hmm. and I'm not willing to do it. But that's me, you know. And I, and I don't. I don't knock any of that shit. I just think, do your fucking research, talk to guys Absolutely. that have done what they've done, but. It's it's just a shame that uh, it's not more of an accessible thing because then you you fail a piss test. Yeah. You know,
1: you know and that's that's one of the biggest bugaboos, I suppose, with law enforcement and CBD because everybody's always like, oh, I don't want to test and everything. And it's like, you know, they can say that it's 0% THC, yeah. but they're allowed to have 0.03% right, in there. Right. That's in the fine print. Right. You know, but you have certain companies like, you know the ones that you guys work with CBD ops. It's it's zero point zero 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 percent, and they test it and everything. I mean, it's I love this stuff. It's fantastic. You know, it's I like I said, it was really I was really skeptical, but it
0: works. And what was your what did you initially take it for? Um,
1: you know, I, I have I've struggled a little bit mentally just with the job and. Mm-hmm. And they they were so like, like hey. an anxiety, depression, kinda. yeah, okay. kinda. Um, and you know, muscle recovery it helps me with my muscle muscle recovery, digestive system. I've noticed that it makes a huge difference. But you know, it's I I've experienced a lot more death than than people should. You know, my uh, when I was an intern at the department that I ended up working at, my first day on on day shift. The the guy rolls up and picks me up. I'll never forget it, Sam Scott. He just recently passed away. Rest in peace, Sam. Um, he's like, hey, we got a bad crash on the interstate. I'm like, all right, cool. So we get in the car. Wee, woo, wee wee, drive down the street. And uh, we get there and it's a tractor trailer that had hit another tractor trailer. And the one in behind was underneath the the one in front. The the tractor was, was underneath the trailer. And we get there and the back of the trailer is up against the windshield of the one in, in behind. And there's people there trying to put out a fire. It had caught fire. The other truck drivers were there with their little tiny fire extinguishers. And the fire's getting getting bigger and bigger. We're like, you need to get back. Or at least, you know, the, the deputies were. I was just an intern. I was just standing there. Um, then all of a sudden we heard a loud pop. And inside the cab, the driver woke up and the superheated air and diesel fumes and fire made it into the cab and he started screaming he was burning alive and we couldn't get to him and uh sorry uh <clears throat> yeah. we had to stand there and listen to him die because we couldn't do anything and you know you you get to these moments where you're you're literally listening to to death, and, and they're, you're helpless. That was my first day as an intern. Uh, for two minutes, we had to listen to him scream. And then he finally died, and we stayed there for six more hours because they couldn't put the fire out. It was so hot. It, what, what he had hit um, was rubber gaskets was in the truck in front of him, and they were just burning and burning and burning. So I stood there and smelled those and him burning all day long for six hours. Right after we left that scene, we went to a three-month-old that had died, a SIDS death. And I'm like, what is this? (laughs) Like, that's, so for people that don't know what cops deal with, what they see, that was my day as an intern. And so we went to this infant death, and then the next day I had to do the autopsy for that. So I watched him cut open a three-month-old. You know, so when I say I seen some shit, uh, it's, there's there's so much there that I, it's, it's hard for me to even remember sometimes. But I, you know, a, a couple of weeks after my internship, we were, uh, my wife now, she was my fiance then. Um, we were sitting down at, uh, her parents' house and her mom had fixed barbecue spare ribs and she sets this plate down in front of me and I break out in a cold sweat. <clears throat> um, and I, I can't get my breathing right. And I'm like, what's going on? She's looking at me like, what are you doing? Like, what's, what's the problem? And all I could smell was him. Yeah. And that's all I could see. And it just, it, I, I lost myself in it and I didn't understand what was going on. And now, after these many years of doing it, I can feel that when it comes on. I know when it's coming. And I know how to deal with it. You know, I, But what I, did you do to learn how to deal with it? You know, I did some research. I looked into, because I'm not an anxious person. I've never been, you know, I don't sit there and do right, all this right. stuff. It's just, I'm just, I'm cool. But I found anxiety creeping in. So I found different little exercises that I would do to sort of relax myself. You know, breathing helps. Working out has always helped me, but little tiny things like that I can do by myself. I carry around one of those uh, grip trainers that's like a, a circle. Mm-hmm. I carry around those and that in my car, so I'll drive around in my squad car and squeeze that thing, and that helps. Or I'll I I found this one where you you take your your finger and you push down in the the very like you have the heel of your hand and you you push as hard as you can all the way up your thumb and then you go all the way up your index finger. So when I'm when I have something going on that I'm I start to feel that way, I sit there and do that. I'll take my my thumb or my index finger and just push all the way up my hands and it just it's a relaxation technique. You know, my my anxiety isn't breathing into a bag, you know, doing that right. hyperventilating stuff. My anxiety is I don't know how long I've been standing in the kitchen
0: staring out the window. Right. Yeah, because I, you know, I experienced, especially like, you know, with uh, Kat and I, like she can kind of get a, a lot of anxiety real quick and, and it starts to turn into a panic attack quick, right? Where like I have to bring her back down. And for me, I've never really been like that. I've never, but what I... And like yeah, I, I had often said, uh, if I write a book, I was going to call it like a duck on water because that's me, right? Like uh, on the surface, I look, I'm fucking, I'm good. But underneath the legs are doing a fucking. Paddling like so hell, yeah. I would sit here just like this and uh, be completely fucking losing my shit. But you'd never know it because I'm just like squeezing this chair right now, like we're fucking on a roll on the Superman roller coaster going down. And I'm just like, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy yeah. fuck. And I don't know how, like I would just kind of just take it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then eventually it'd be gone, you know, to where, like you said, I learned silly as shit where when I first learned it, I'll never forget. I was going to some like, uh, like fucking PTSD veterans group at the VA. And they're like, okay, so we're going to practice ground and put your feet flat on the floor and touch the chair. And, Think of, you know, what do you smell? What do you see? Uh, what materials are a channel shit? And I'm like, this lady's out of her fucking mind. This is the dumbest shit I've ever. You know, because my mentality for the longest time was, this is the dumbest shit. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me shit. There's You're nothing a wrong with me. Idiot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is what fucking this is what pussies do. And I'm a fucking man, and it's time to man up. Fuck this shit. Yeah. And then you know, fortunately, later on in life, some things change, and my perspective changed, and I started going like, you know what? All these things that people have told me throughout the years, maybe there's a fucking reason why they told them to me. Let me give it a whirl, and I would start to do it. And it's like, you know, seriously, where it's like I I could see. And it's like almost now, by habit, any chair I sit in, I go like this when I first sit down Mm -hmm. because I'm just like subconsciously going, what's the material and, you know, what's this made of or whatever, you know? And it's like, I think that attributes a lot to how not having to go to a restaurant and sit with my back against the wall or... You know, I still have this issue with when I eat food. I still eat like I'm in fucking prison and I have 35 <laughs> seconds to eat. And like my girl, everyone always makes fun of me because I'm just like, we go out to eat and I'm done in fucking 13 seconds yep. like this. And everyone's like, bro, no one's going to take your shit. And I'm like, I know that. And I promise you, like, I- I'm fine. I'm just I'm hungry. But then I'm like, wait, everyone's like not even halfway done with their shit. So like I have to like force myself sometimes. And I'm just like cutting slow, and I take a bite, and I sit, and internally I'm going, "Fuck, I'm about to pick this up with my hands and just devour it." And I try to like be more of a fucking human and not a Neanderthal when I eat food. out to eat.
1: The funny thing is, is is cops do the same thing? I literally, we literally just ate at Whataburger, and we sat down, and and I open it up, and it's gone in yeah. 90 seconds. Getting no time to breathe. Yeah, and. And my father in law is sitting there, he's he's had two bites of his and I'm like I'm like, see what I've become? Like yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. what, this is what happens. But it's so funny that it's that way in, in jail and prison. Yeah. It's that way on for us on the outside too, because we might have seven minutes to eat our meal, you know, until the next call comes in. So it's I know exactly
0: what you what you mean with that. It's a trip. Um so I think I seen this on. Uh, so I, I scrolled all the way down to your very first post. I oh the, lord! It, Doesn't it, you know what sucks? And I feel like this is most people's scenario. Or then what the cool people do is like all of a sudden they'll start they'll like erase a bunch of posts and start with the first one that has like two hundred likes or whatever. But like mine or yours, you scroll all the way to the bottom and there's the fucking soldiers with yep. two likes on. Them. Still there, twenty likes, and it's like fucking hell, member? But uh, I think uh, somewhere along the line I saw something. And it might even been something new. But you put uh, uh, you're, you you meet your eighteen year old self and you're only allowed to say three words. What are the three words you tell your eighteen year old self? What did I put? I don't even remember. I don't. I don't even think I looked. I just fucking. I looked at like a couple that that people answered to and stuff. Yeah. But right now, eighteen year old young little Logan maybe goes by L Money. Who knows? <laughs> He's 18. He's got I one. I was a DJ back then. He's I got, may he's have got one hoop earring. Yeah. Hey,
1: I did. I had, I was, hell, I had three piercings. Dude, I had you four.
0: Know? I started with, I, when I was 10, I went to Canada and got my left ear pierced. Make, <laughs> make sure you knew I wasn't a homosexual. Because <laughs> in the 90s, that's how you knew. Yeah, I, George Michael, I'm man. Not into yeah. penises. I have just my, <laughs> you can clearly see. Not that, that, that there's, I don't there's like
1: anything books. wrong with that. Right, right.
0: Well, back then there was. We were like, oh, you're gay. That's weird. <laughs> but now it's fucking do it grow tits, do it all <laughs> your dick off. Uh but um yeah I got my my ear pierced and then you know someone else some girl I dated drove a pin through my other ear and mm-hmm. then other one's I had all these hoops everywhere fucking what a jerk off. Yeah. Uh I know mine 18 what I'm going to say is never shoot heroin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's it. Or I but I wish it was uh three words that could really hammer home like this will kill you, you know? yeah like right? this will ruin your fucking life you know yeah um
1: i've i've actually brought two people back to life with narcan narcan yeah and yeah, not at my old department. we are a new one we don't carry it but
0: no I, shit yeah i thought it was a requirement
1: it's uh that may be you know different in states but because our oh. ems is so close to us that oh they they, they don't see the Right. They don't see it as,
0: as a necessity. Is uh, Has there been uh, much of a heroin, fentanyl pandemic where you are?
1: In central Indiana, yes. Um, up north where I am, it's it's more meth. Uh, there is some heroin, and we're seeing a little bit more coming over to where we are,
0: but it's mostly central Indiana. Isn't it crazy how that oh dear. works of just like little pockets mm-hmm. of, of where things are like that? It's like, wild. For, so when I moved to California five years ago, I'd, I'd never seen meth or anything i still have that's one drug i still to this day i've never done i don't understand it and it's just not for me yeah uh but fuck man and i worked in treatment out there the whole five years i was there and i would see people that like literally just got high and then come to treatment mm-hmm. and be like dude what about what you're doing right now it seems fun yeah i've never confused. understood that i don't get where the good times oh dude i'm telling you make you want to fuck and blah, blah, blah. yeah uh um, and I they're I was scratching say, themselves. saying, babe, I love you, but you walk in front of the camera this time, I'm gonna fucking punch you in the face. So,
1: <laughs> wow, she's uh, she's doing jujitsu now though. So you is. might that you know, is true. That is true. You might have a fight on her hands. Um,
0: uh, so when it, but yeah, so uh, that was the first time when I went out there and I realized it, and it's like, and now it's huge in Boston, and like Mass yeah. Ave is a fucking looks like Venice in fucking California with That's tents crazy. and all this other shit, and I'm thinking like. Man, it was never like that. But you know, the fentanyl and the heroin is is what hit yeah. you know most. I mean, like I said, it's like me and my friends all started. With, it was like oxycontin was the big thing mm-hmm. for a while. And dude, no one told us, hey, this is going to be the, this is the equivalent of heroin. Yeah. No, nobody gave me that fucking memo. No. My memo was, dude, want to do five perks, and instead of doing five, it's just this one twenty. And I'm like, hell's to yeah. the fucking yeah, dude. Yeah. Let's get down. And then no one also told me if I take it for a week straight, I'm gonna get dope sick and shit my pants and fucking puke and have sweat. <laughs> yeah. Nobody gave me that fucking memo. Yeah, everybody or thinks I'm, you're gonna be Jordan Belfort. Yeah. You know, or I might. I might have gone, ah, that seems kind of fucking not that cool, but I just didn't know, man. You yeah. know? And what I thought was still me and my harmless like smoke weed and do some coke. And I, I did what I thought everyone was doing. I thought it was like the phase that all kids went through. But yeah. then I slowly started to see one pack of my friends go to college and go off and live a life. And, and me and the kids that I stuck down the other path with and continue to just lose everything. Yeah. Until most of them are either dead, uh, in and out of prison doing life in prison. And then there's, you know, the fucking 3% of 3% of percentage of us that are, uh, fucking living life and like cut the shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But that takes work. Um, so, uh, so what's, uh, so, okay. So now, now that we know, uh, that fucking, uh, Mr. Campbell is going to be, uh, no longer with the, the force. Um, so we got a sales job, uh, more time for the wife, more time is the, yeah. the, the, wife, the wife's thrilled.
1: She's nervous, you know, cause this is all she's known too. Right. you know, I was in it before we even got together. So we have and how, always And known, how much
0: throughout the years has she given you shit about being a cop? She has always supported me 100%. I think that's super and important, it's, yeah.
1: too. And it's, uh, you know, she through night shift, through afternoons, through days, she, in overtime, and, you know, like I said, we were just working off of my salary. Right. So I was working a lot of overtime, you know, because, you know, you, well, we got to pay for this, or, you know, um, <clears throat> you learn to live within your means, and you learn to to do what you need to do. And she has always 100% supported me on it. And it's, it's fantastic. Like you said, it's so important that you find somebody that'll do that. But she's, she's a little nervous. I think she's more nervous than I am. Um, I'm, I think it's going to take me about half a year to realize that I'm out, you know? And it's, you know, when I, whenever I go on vacation, like here, I'm like, I'm not a cop. I'm not a cop. You know, it's just like, I'm, I'm here. I'm just having a good time.
0: I'm doing this. And, but I think the thing is, if is, there's two things that I can say to you from uh, another man's point of view is that, uh, one is that, like, I, I know I'm not in the military. I haven't been in the military for fucking 20 years. Uh, but that shit never goes away. I like, I, Dude, I was at the VA today to get a tooth ripped out of my face, and some old veteran guy was in there going... Ballistic and started to raise his voice and shit to where, like, they were they call the cops. And a few things went through my mind. A, I wanted to be like, dude, stop. I know this game, these motherfuckers are coming to tackle you because I've been you way more times than I care to admit. And I'm (laughs) not 70. And like, I I was red flagged to the VI, I was just a motherfucker, dude. And uh, because I had such a short fuse and such a temper, but uh, that and then I also put everything in my pockets and was ready because I'm like, if this guy all of a sudden does something, there's two females that he's screaming at Mm -hmm. like that, and I'm not going to allow him to just start assaulting them. Right. And I think the ladies behind the desk saw me and saw my posture and were like relieved knowing that I was there until the cops came. Because like, I'm not fucking, you know... Johnny save the world and going to fucking step in and go, sir, you need to lower your voice. And is there anything I can do? And like, (laughs) I'm here to fucking save the day, but I'm very aware of the situation. And if I can prevent something or someone from getting hurt, I I will do my best to do so within my means. Right. Um, so I think that that's something that you will possess and will never go away. Oh no,
1: that'll, that's, that's a man thing. Right. Well, okay. It Uh, could be a woman thing too. Right. You know, but that's, that's, I think
0: it's a thing of anyone that's been in something kind of assertive of knowing, uh, Danger and yeah. how to address that because like just because it's danger doesn't mean you get you know Byron Rogers says it the best all the time like you need to know that yeah what your level of like uh, I forget how he words it but. You, you don't know how willing the next guy is to go to murder or to yeah. whatever. Like just because I'm willing to, hey, break this up and make it peaceful doesn't mean this guy's not willing to fucking whack me in the neck with a machete. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got to always be cautious of like if this guy pulled out a machete, I'm not going to step in and go, sir, I'm going to need you yeah. to stop. Like I, that's something I need to ask myself. Am I prepared? And do I know how to take down someone with a machete? Mm, maybe but it's i'm not gonna die into to jump right into that i'm right. gonna wait until maybe you swing and miss and then i'll try to do something i'm not gonna go like this and fucking okay take your best shot yeah. i'm cool man because i don't want to get hit with a fucking machete nobody does right right
1: that's why people with knives and machetes get shot all right. the time right i mean it's because i don't want to get stabbed right
0: i don't want you to get stabbed right so you know ultimate equalizer right um that and then i would say the other thing is uh Um, that I can tell you from the transition from military to civilian life of how I just felt so fucking went from feeling so useful to so useless. And I think Mm. that's why I turned to drugs and alcohol so much is because I just didn't have purpose anymore, you know, and it took me a long time to find purpose again. So just know I think that you'll probably – you know, you could have the smoothest transition ever, but just know that I think, just like, you, I'm sure you're familiar with, like I said, the podcast with apparel, with all this stuff where you have those days that you go, this is fucking so dumb. Like, yeah. what am I fucking, 13? This is a hobby. What I do is dumb. Why do I even bother? And then you get out of that funk and you go, "No, you know what? I got to keep pushing. I got to keep throwing shit at the oh, wall. I, until dude, this- I say that weekly. Yeah. So I think that's a thing where I think you know you, you maybe will have these days, but it's like that's what I love about my relationship is having this open line of communication where I'm like, hey, look, I'm, I'm kind of having a day and, you know, this is what's going on. Just know it's because I'm transitioning from something mm-hmm. I know to something that I'm going into. You know, I think it's healthy fear. I'm transitioning to the unknown. And yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be successful or fail, but I'm goddamn willing to find out. But just know that in that transition, I'm confident that it will be success. But also I know that there could be days that I want to fucking give up or that I'm yeah. just feeling down and out or I don't want to get out of bed. And I think you're allowed to have those Hours or days, I don't think you're allowed to have those weeks and months. No. That's when it becomes detrimental to your fucking health and everyone around you.
1: Well, and having the guts to take a chance alone is hard enough. Yeah. I mean, hell, when I started out this year, I told myself three things. One, I'm going to hold myself more accountable for things. If I fuck up, I'm going to call myself on it. Hold myself accountable. Two, Be grateful. Find something to be grateful about, no matter how bad the situation is. You know what? Uh, I still got a job. I, st- You know, whatever. And three, and I told you when you initially asked me to do the show, was make myself available. Be available for stuff. And I think that's so important. So to go back to having the guts. You know what? I got the guts. I, it took guts for me to come out here. Fuck. I was like, I was like, well, I don't want to do it over zoom. Like yeah. this is a really cool opportunity. I'm going to be available. You know what? I'm going to come out there. Yeah. So I flew my ass out here. Like it's just, and, and with the, you know, transitioning to a new job, you know what? I, somebody who, who means more to me than he'll ever know. He told me, he was like, you've got the guts to do what none of us do. Yeah. And he's like, that's getting, getting out and, and being okay with getting out and trying to do something else. Like, cause once you get into the job, a lot of times guys get married to the pension. Of course. And it's like,
0: why am I married to that? I mean, it's the same thing with the Army guy's state. Yeah. It's like, well, I have to do 20, you know? And it's no, like, you don't. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it took guts for me to leave Massachusetts and go to LA and then get sober and start getting vulnerable and talk about feelings and cry and do all this shit. And I was like, what the fuck? This is, I can't do this. And then I did it and it turned out to be the best, one of the best decisions I ever did in my life. Yeah. And then from there to just fucking up and leave and go to another brand new state. And recently engaged and like, what if that doesn't work? And what if we, this, and what if the people, and I don't know what to do. And, and since being, I mean, my, my life just continues to Mm -hmm. grow and get better. And I think it's, it's taking guts to do, uh, take new challenges on within reason. Like, I'm not going to now sell my house and be like, you know what? I'm going to fucking, I'm going to try to work for NASA. You know, I mean, it's not a realist. I know what's realistic within my life, but. Also, like, you know, I keep dumping money into the company to take a fucking chance. I keep doing these farmer's markets to take a chance. Like, Mm -hmm. nobody's just going to come knock on my door and be like, hey, do you know where I could find some bad butter? Because I can't find it anywhere. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you said, something that I I think I reshared it, but someone, because there's so many different brands of so many different things. But someone was like, you know, if, if you're getting down on your business whatever, have you ever gone down the bread aisle? Because look at how many different things are fucking bread there. Yeah. They're there for a reason because somebody only wants the Pepperidge Farms. Someone always only wants the Artesian or whatever. The, mm-hmm. That's the one I love. Uh, you know, but and that kind of, you know, like I said, I mean, I'm like a fucking real crayons and blocks kind of motherfucker. You know what I yeah. mean? So like when I see it laid out like that, I'm like, that makes sense to me. So it's on me to go to these farmers markets to keep pushing my product to keep making my label stand out more to keep, you know, what am I, because we're all selling the same shit, but you want to, you support, I support companies because of the story of who owns it, because I like how the logo looks. And then obviously ultimately the the product has to be good too, you know, but, um, I think that's huge. And, And that goes with,
1: with anything, even if you're just trying to, to build your, your brand on Instagram or whatever, like, like I said before, there's 9 million fit cops out there. So that's why I was like, well, why don't I just do what I want to do? Somebody will find me. Somebody will like it, you know, and I've built this community now. And it's like, you find who your, who, who your target audience is. There's a target audience out there for everybody. Yeah. There's people out there that like to lick fucking toes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the audience is there. You just got to find it. And it takes a lot of testing and it trial and error. And, Time. People want stuff right now. And it's like the, nothing is instant. So, you know, look at people who diet. Oh, I tried keto for two weeks yeah. and
0: it didn't well, that's work. we the fucking age of Amazon. Yeah. Amazon fucked up everything.
1: Oh, 100%. You know, it, that and HydroxyCut, like when it was originally <laughs> right, there, right, right. the real shit worked. Right. The original yeah. stuff. Uh, it was that's
0: meth and a pill. Yeah, I was going to say, they are putting ephedrine
1: in it. So, you know, that, sh- that shit worked, but, you know, now it doesn't work because they don't have that hydroxy in there.
0: HydroxyCut, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you'd see those ads in the fucking, in like the back of uh, Muscle and Fitness or whatever. And the guy was just this big fat slob and then completely. Oh, yeah. And like, yep, I'm sold.
1: Three weeks later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then the commercials yeah man I tried to yeah.
0: cut um all right uh that's a wrap dude that's fucking we we've gone uh, a little over an hour now yeah, so man. uh tell the folks where they can find you give me all your shit
1: uh you can find me on on Instagram at mr caffeine and sarcasm um i am on TikTok i do some stuff on there but that's that's really great video editing yeah. um thing i don't dance so there's none of that but Same. that's that's just at Caffeine and Sarcasm on there. Okay. Um, and then my podcast is Caffeine and Sarcasm, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, that sort of thing. Right. I'm on Facebook too, but Facebook sucks ass yeah. when it comes to like Anything. reaching anybody. Dude, it's yeah. fucking
0: horrible. I, honestly, I keep Facebook for like friends and family, dude. That's the same. And then whatever I share to Instagram, just will automatically share it there, and I otherwise I could kill us. I think I
1: have like 15 unread messages on uh, Facebook. Yeah. I just don't give a shit. I, um,
0: and then you want to plug... Uh, uh, Badges and badges Oh yeah,
1: barbells and badges. Yeah, that's that's a huge company that I work with. Um, they're based out of Maryland, actually. Um, no, I actually I talked to
0: them online not too long ago. Someone from
1: there. Yeah, yeah, probably Mark. But yeah, it's it's a great company. Um, you know, I, I've been working with them since I started my Instagram. That was the one company. You know, you get a bunch of guys that have a fucking discount code for everything. Right. I work with like three companies, right. and they're the one that I've stuck with the most because they're awesome. You know, they they have a obviously there's the barbells and badges section, which is you know that's where. If you see me on Instagram, you see me training in these stupid fucking headbands and you know, leggings and shit. Because I don't care what people think, right. I, so I wear headbands because I sweat like a maniac. But you know, shirts like you know, the one I'm wearing today, not yeah. today, Ia. Right. You know, it's just different different shirts and everything. They make shorts, they make all kinds of stuff. But they also have it's a, a nonprofit called the Honor Hero Project, and I'm actually a board member of that. Um, so I think it's ten percent of each purchase from Barbells and Badges goes towards the Honor Hero Project. And that is something that funds families of law enforcement officers, firefighters, uh, military personnel that have died in the line of duty um, or, you know, medically died, that that sort of thing. Um, And we support them through monetary means, you know, we create a shirt, we come up with, so it's, it's a fundraising effort, essentially. Um, If you can go to honorheroproject.org for that. Um, It's a really cool thing. You know, we, we did one for, for my friend, Jake Pickett, that was murdered in 2018 uh, we did a shirt for for him, and we do one yearly for it. So, I mean, it's, it's just a really great thing. So, you know, there's, yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome. Awesome.
0: Um, you can find me on Instagram at Shane.vitco. You can find Tommy at Tommy Vext. Uh, Hi, Tommy. Hi, Tommy. I, I wish you were here, buddy. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, uh, Deviant Gentleman is at Deviant Gentleman. Uh, Facebook, I think, is uh, slash Deviant Gents. Uh, you can find beard butter. I just finished doing, uh, the, the hair pomade will be up and running. I'm going to send you off at one of oh, those, yeah. those little locks you got upstairs. Um, yeah. for that drill sergeant haircut you got. And, uh, Dude, I,
1: I can't do a Mohawk at work, uh, but you know, maybe in a couple weeks I
0: can, but I can't a do a real Mohawk. Massachusetts state trooper. Fucking, Dude. Oh no, uh, no, haircut. it's no, it's a full Hawk. Like, um, it's faded. Uh, so yeah, so that's going to be up soon. Um, deviant gentleman.com shirts, merch, all that shit. Uh, and, um, yeah, I think that's it. So, thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Definitely.
1: Damn, that was an hour. Wait, did that stay on oh. the whole time? Sweet.